but she got groupies. She ain't no actress, but she make podcasts. And when she's just that thing around, everybody be breaking their neck like, who that girl, who that girl, who that girl. Ladies and gentlemen, live from rock bottom, it's another episode of the mother freaking Botanista show, baby. And I know nobody asked me, but why do I keep getting rocks in my Uggs? This is a serious inquiry only. No funny business. No fucking around on me. Why is it that when I wear my Ugg boots that are not the low bread loaf ones that you guys like, they're not the super low ankle ones, they are mid-calf maybe, a quarter calf, but they're not the mini baby low ones. Why is it that when I wear my Uggs, it is a collection of rocks in the bottom of my shoe when I'm done walking my dog? It's as if I'm doing it on purpose, like I'm a little kid at a park and I'm just like grabbing a bunch of shit and putting it into somebody's shoes to play a prank, maybe have a souvenir or just keep myself busy. This should not be a thing. The Uggs that I got for Christmas, my sister positioned to me as, and I quote, these are the ones that Cardi B wears. I'm glad that she felt that I needed Cardi B inspiration in my life and that there was even a fraction of the fiber of my bones and being that could pull off a look that Cardi B could also pull off. But they're like spandex. So you pull them up and they're literally like tight spandex. They're supposed to kind of fit close to your leg. Mine are a little bit big and they have a zipper. So the Uggs zip up their spandex to my legs and I cannot get through a single dog walk without feeling like I am on the playground with all of those goddamn rocks. This is not user error. I can promise you that. And maybe if I'm really feeling myself, I will write a note to the UGG customer service department and inquire further because UGGs need to be worn in cold weather climates. Like if you live in California and you're wearing UGGs, you're just doing it for fun because like you want to feel what we feel, which this time of year, if you're anything like me, is just utter uh, sadness, uh, emptiness, loneliness, uh, lack of will to live. And we're going to get to that today. <sighs> I need a deep breath. I am currently laying fully horizontal. I'm in my guest room, laying on a pillow. This is as close as I can get to a therapy setup without A, having uh, a therapist or health insurance, and B, mentally. I said I was coming to you live from rock bottom. And I, I really mean it, guys. We're going to get a little bit real today, which I hate when people say that, but there's really no way to preface it. And I don't know how outward, you know, my feelings can be felt to the people on the internet because, of course, as we know, the internet is really skewed in terms of, you know, selecting what you share, when you share it, how you share it, et cetera. But I'll tell you one thing about my 2024 and obviously 2023 and months prior, it's not a highlight reel. I don't think there's anything about my page that anybody could envy or feel envious of ever, but obviously lately in the more recent times. I don't think I really have that much positive stuff to share, so it's not out there. I clearly don't share anything overly negative either. 
on my main page, but that's what this podcast is for because a lot of you have been here with me for a long time. You've listened to my voice for hours on end. God bless you. Like literally, I don't know how you guys have done this or why you do this. And I'm so appreciative that you do, but there are obviously ups and downs that I feel like I have shared over the years here. Moments where I've been a little bit more vulnerable than usual. And a lot of the highlights, of course, do get shared on this page in more detail as well, recapping some of the bigger moments and better things that I've gone through over the years as an entrepreneur. But I truly, within the last few weeks, have never felt lower. I have never felt more defeated, more... uh what's the word? What's the opposite of confidence? I've never felt more incapable, I guess, or unsuccessful. That is an understatement. I've never felt worse about myself, about my situation, my future. Um, It's been a while since I've cried on the podcast, but I feel that we might get there today. Um, I just, it ain't working, baby. It just has been really tough, you know? And I think this all stems from being an entrepreneur. So what I'm going to talk to you about is obviously in relation to my quote-unquote nine-to-five and business and being, you know, an independent person in terms of working for yourself. But I think some of the things that I'm going to say will apply to anybody that's in any situation where they feel a little bit stuck and a little bit at a crossroads, if you will, because it's just not an easy time. I don't think it's an easy time to like be alive in general. Like if you're actually thriving right now, I want you to raise your hand And also use that hand to open up your phone and send me a message immediately and give me all of the details of what you are doing to live your best life. Because I don't know anybody that is. I think I'm probably on the lower end of people. I'm I'm definitely living more of my worst life. If you would put like Travis Kelsey at the top of like people living their best lives, I am like at the South Pole, you know, like I'm really, really, really far from that. But I have heard inklings here and there, people kind of in my DMs, so to speak, like being like, yeah, it's it's rough out there still. Um, I think just there's still a lot going on in like the economy, the world, like it just, it ain't right. Things are just not shaping up the way that I thought. I thought 2024 was going to be a great year. I had a good feeling about it to start and back to my original point and I'm kind of tiptoeing I guess and I need to just dive in but being an entrepreneur is not glamorous is that shocking like you know I've always tried to really relish in the moments and let them keep me going of what is so great about working for yourself and running your own business But the more that I really dial in and think about my current situation, my future, what I'm building and what I hope to build, you know, not just professionally, but personally and achieve throughout my lifetime is being severely hindered by the fact that I am involved in my own business and that the things that I have glamorized, such as, you know, running your own schedule being able to 
you know, take care of your physical health by going to the gym every morning and not having to rush into an office by eight or, you know, having the flexibility to work different hours, weekends, weird hours and do things on your own and truly run your own life. That does not make up for all of the sacrifices that you have to make, the lack of normalcy and consistency and the security. And that's what I've really been dealing with lately. Obviously, you guys know our actual company took quite a hit back in the fall financially. Uh, There was articles written about it. Obviously, we had to address it. And, you know, we were, I'm not going to get too far into the details, but, you know, of course, we knew that we would bounce back and could bounce back coming out of a controversy, letting time heal, taking the proper steps that we needed to, you know, make amends and better ourselves as a company behind the scenes. All of that has been done. However, it's still a long road back to where we were and getting to a point, not just of recovering to where we were, but how do we make it even bigger and better? And I was very apparent or transparent, I'm sorry, when I first decided to quit my original job to be an entrepreneur full-time, that it would be a struggle for me. Um, You know, I just have a lot of uh, financial obligations and things that I need to be responsible for that make it hard to work for yourself and not be kind of where I would imagine my peers are salary-wise, life-wise, you know, by taking the risk that I did. And I was all in. I have various side hustles to try to make ends meet, and I work pretty much every single hour of the day in some capacity. I don't have a lot of room for personal enjoyment, nor do I have the freedom to have personal enjoyment at this point. So, you know, without getting too into detail and saying, woe is me, I'm not in a good place. I need to like take this situation and think about how hard things are and figure out what does that mean? Because it is a long road back. I'm comparing myself now to where I think I should be or would be had I taken different paths in life. I'm discouraged at the fact that, you know, things aren't really working like they're working. Obviously, we've built a great brand. We have tons of followers. We're growing every day, but there's still, you know, some local threshold and just so much out there in media and entertainment that it's so easy for me to compare myself to others in this space who are truly just killing it, you know, way more talented than me, doing all the right things. And, you know, where I'm not afraid to try. I've tried so many different things. I've enjoyed, you know, a lot of really high moments, of course, selling out the shows, having you guys listen to the show every week. But it's hard not to feel like, It's just not working sometimes when, again, that financial future is not really attainable in the short term. I've told myself for years and tell myself on a regular basis, I kind of like repeat this phrase in my head. I'm like, it's not, I always say it it won't always be like this. It won't always be like this. It won't always be like this. Like, you know, just like we all do in five years, I want to be here in 10 years, this is going to happen or could happen. Or, you know, you kind of not plan out your life so by the book, but you know that as you get older, you know, more wise, more opportunities, more wisdom and all that stuff, you know, you, you grow. And right now I just, I don't see that. I I'm having a really difficult mental time envisioning it. Um, 
it's just not working. Um, and it's really hard. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I just, like, feel like such an idiot. Like, that. I don't know. Like, it's fine. Like, five people think I'm funny. Like, you know, I'm I'm good at some stuff. I'm not saying I'm, like, a total idiot. But just, like, putting it all out there. Trying to do things. Not always succeeding which is part of life obviously you throw things out there you try different things but I've always been like you know I've always believed in myself and lately I just I think I just feel like I shouldn't really believe Like, it's like, why do I believe in myself this much? Like, it's not going to work. Like, I don't want to quit. I don't want to fail. And, like, obviously everything I'm saying is hopefully just going to propel me to keep going because I'm not the type of person that gives up. But, you know, what's the, um, like, most popular word? Not not Riz, but, like, Delulu. Like, I always see people being like, oh, I'm Delulu, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to drink Diet Coke forever and nothing's going to happen to my health or whatever. Like, this whole, like, Delulu girl movement. And first of all, I just don't like that abbreviation. It just, like, rubs me the wrong way. But I'm like, I've never considered myself, like, necessarily out of touch with reality. Like, I feel like I'm pretty um, logical, believe it or not. And, you know... I feel like I've been strategic and, like, know what I'm doing and know what I'm working toward and, like, really believed in myself that, like, you know, I could do this. But I think maybe I'm Delulu. Like, maybe I'm wrong, you know? And I know that I'm just in a funk and, like, I have accomplished a lot maybe compared to, not compared to, but in the eyes of, let's say that. I don't want to say compare because no one's comparing themselves to me, I hope. Um, But, like, in the eyes of other people, I'm sure... There's, again, five people out there that think I've done a good job and built a good brand and whatever, but I'm just feeling so, like, beat down and, like, it's just not where I should be and, you know, it's probably my own fault. Maybe I am not doing the right things. Like, I think, like, I'm just, like, not, I'm not physically attractive enough for this job, which is not, trust me, that's not the main reason I'm upset. I definitely deal with my mid looks and I have for a long time but I'm like you know I just can I just look at other people I'm like that I can't I can't do it like I think I should I'm just like too mid I could be I should be either uglier or just way hotter maybe I would have like a place in the market um but I'm just starting to feel like when does somebody call it like when do you call it and say like you've really tried you've done a good job but is what I'm doing now all joking and crying aside like is what I'm doing now truly and this is the honest question I'm asking myself and being vulnerable and sharing today is is what I'm doing now really going to set me up for the future that I want and in the short term it's it's because it's not fucking working so like in the short term what I'm doing now I have no financial freedom I have no room for growth I am 
tied to working side hustles, working this, basically just trying to survive in the situation that I am in. And that's, you know, partly of my own doing. It's taking a risk and being an entrepreneur. It's, you know, having bought a house before I became an entrepreneur. I mean, there's a million factors going to a private college. Like there's just a snowball of things that does not give me that mobility to be like, oh, I can just be an entrepreneur and see what happens. You know, I don't have a nest egg or, you know, money that came in when my grandparents passed away or uh, any kind of like, like Nepo baby, like save it. Like I don't have that. I've always been a hundred percent independent and obviously the economy has kind of gone to shit. Like I've said before, I feel inflation. I feel all of those things. And I'm just like, okay, so if I'm so confident in what I'm doing now, which I was for the past few years, I just would say it won't always be like this. And all the risks that I'm doing and penny pinching and, you know, living this way, not being able to travel or see friends or, you know, just having to kind of be tied to the region to work and make things happen. I was so confident in that for the past few years that I knew it would work out. And I would say one day I'll make more money and I'll be more free and I'll be bigger and like this is going to work out. So all the risks and all the setbacks that I'm having personally, you know, behind the scenes now will one day pay off and one day be worth it. And I'm just losing hope and I'm losing sight of that bigger picture because it's very hard to get by taking all these risks now in the current environment and I'm I'm not seeing that vision anymore. And I think it's just you know, being burnt out and, you know, again, just being frustrated and upset and, you know, not, not as, I I would say I'm equally as motivated. I'm just sort of frustrated is the word of, of not being where I, I want to be, not knowing what it's going to take, being a, you know, a pawn of the algorithm and things like that, that I need to really look and say, okay, if it's not working now, and I don't know what the future looks like, obviously, none of us do. Is it time to to make a change? Because I'm the only person that can. I'm the only person that's in control of my life and my future. And, you know, it's not all just superficial material things. It's, you know, smart, responsible adult things. Like, okay, in three to five years, if I were to have kids you know, can I provide for them adequately? Can I, you know, live in a house that would suit their needs? Can I, you know, live the lifestyle that I need to be a good person, a good parent, take care of my parents? Like, I'm not currently setting myself up for that sort of success because I've always had my personal sights set higher on really being somebody. And it just, I'm like, it sounds laughable. Like, I'm just laughing at myself because I just don't, have that confidence right now that I did but like is it just time to just be more of a um I don't want to say normal I don't want to say average like should I just go back to being a member of society you know and 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 decreasing my creative outlets because a girl can only side hustle so much and put herself out there so much and just like not get anything out of it. So, you know, I've always been a long game person. I've pretty much everything I've ever done and said has led to being a long game that things pay off and, you know, you just stay the course and you put your head down and 
you work and like I I mean I can say I don't know what that many people might work harder than me I really don't like I really don't but I'm just kind of over it and weighing my options and that's all I can do like no one's gonna save me no one's gonna like come down and magically appear and tell me what to do um but I definitely feel like I'm failing and just taking too many risks and too many steps back that I'm gonna regret if I don't make something change so it really sucks to say all this and be crying and um my toes are so ugly right now. I hope the camera's not picking them up. Um, but, yeah, it's been tough. It's tough out there, you know? I feel better just saying it out loud and just, like, kind of coming to terms with it. Um, I think that's part of, you know, going through any struggle and letting things be quiet in your head for a long time. And, like, I mean, I've been thinking about this for way longer than a few weeks. You know, this has been you know, a few years of weight on my back, just like progressively building. And I think just the bubble kind of burst. And that's honestly probably a good thing. Like I think now that I'm being realistic and I'm like, okay, like what are my options? Like how do I continue to be involved in this brand and this company that I built, you know, keep the, you know, keep the momentum and the brand of the podcast and all of that. Like I still love this shit. I still love doing it. I, I, I wanted all this stuff. I still want all this stuff, but you know, I think I might need to reconfigure some things and, and find a little bit more stability and balance in my life so that, you know, when I do perform and when I do create content and when I do put myself out there, it's, it's really intentional. It's stuff that I feel good about. It's stuff that I want to be doing. And bring some of that joy back where right now, you know, when your back's up against the wall, it just feels very tense and intense and and pressure. And now that it's all kind of out there, I think I can, you know, sort of assess the situation and take some steps that, that make my personal life a little bit easier because um, obviously, uh, like right now, like it all spills out into the, into everything else eventually, so um, it is, it's just a hard time. It's just like growing up never ends. And, you know, you never, you can never plan or predict where you want to be, where you think you should be. And it's not like, I'm like, you didn't do this by this age. Like you're this, it's just like not being able to see the future or at all. Like, I mean, again, I know I can't see the future, but I, I think, you know what I mean? Like just not being able to have a, have a clear view of this path and what's going to happen. And some people are able to ride that wave and just see what happens. But unfortunately for me, I think some changes might need to be made so that I can do my best work and be uh, my hashtag best self, you know, on and off camera because having pressures and stress, you know, on a personal level, not being able to always speak them out loud and, and, and take action is really hard. Um, it's built up, like I said, for a long time. So just kind of coming clean and being at a literal rock bottom has allowed me to 
hopefully take a deep breath soon and uh, just sort of reassess. But I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer. I, I don't want you guys to feel bad for me or anything or, you know, tell me I'm, I'm doing great, sweetie, Kris Jenner. Like, I don't need that. Um, I just know that, you know, part of my role and as a host of this podcast and putting my life, uh, you know, on the internet for people to see is that, you know, it's not glamorous always, as I started this by saying, it's not easy. It's not fun. Um, you know, the stuff that I do get to do is very fun and upbeat and silly and creative. And I absolutely enjoy having that creative fulfillment in my job. I think that's the best part of it. Uh, besides again, that flexibility and independence and really truly owning something. I've always wanted to do my own thing and be my own boss and all of that. But the older you get, the longer you're in business, the more you realize that these inevitable challenges will come up and it's about how you overcome them, how you view them and being realistic. I don't want to be a Delulu girl and think that I'm going to have a Netflix special. You know, it's sad to say it, but like, I don't know. I guess I'm just, I'm just a normal girl. And I don't think I really have, uh, I don't think I have the star power that, that maybe I thought I did. It's just, there's a lot of people out there doing what I do. And, you know, I just don't feel very special right now. So, it's hard, but it's always good to get on the mic and talk it out a little bit. You know, I love hearing from people when I talk about things, situations that they've been through. Seriously, if you are living your best life right now, I need the details. I want to know what you're doing, how you're doing it, how you find balance, how you enjoy life here. You know, there's also, of course, an element of a little seasonal depression creeping in. I'm constantly cold. I've been fucking freezing, even though it's warmed up for a few days. I just feel like I'm always cold. Of course, I'm not pale, because why be pale and pasty when you can be tan and tasty? But the winter definitely plays a significant role in mental well-being, things piling up and sort of spilling out, I feel like is always heightened during times of year where there's not much to look forward to. And I truly have nothing to look forward to. So I'm not really doing great mentally. On top of all that, I don't know how to wrap that up. That's where I'm at, guys. I'm not going to give up. Don't worry. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to fall off the face of the earth unless by the grace of God I do, which part of me would welcome that at this point. Um, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just having a moment. Everybody has moments. Not everybody has a podcast to talk about the moments, but... I'm going through it right now. Um, I guess just another reminder to check in on your friends, obviously. Um, it's not great out there, and uh, we're all going through something. So, you know, I think we all just need to treat people nice, even during hard times, tense times. You just can't forget that people are struggling, like all of us. Like, we're all fucking struggling. I know that, and I'm not usually one that is, but... It just, I just think you have to be nice to people because if people are nice and make you feel hopeful and make you feel like you have something that is worth doing or worth trying, like, that's nice. But I don't really feel like that right now. And also, sorry, Mom and Dad, I just feel like I'm just going to fucking let everybody down unless I get my shit together. So whatever, I'll be fine. But again, I'm freezing. Um, I don't have any nasal spray, so a couple couple days off the sauce so I got the sniffles 
And probably one of the worst things that has been happening to me besides all of that is that my beautiful engagement ring has been stuck as absolute fuck on my finger for a long time. Now, apparently it's my exact size. Trust me, I love it. It's gorgeous. This is There's no negative here. The only negative is that it's been stuck on my hand. And I feel that this is not an accurate representation of where my body is currently at, okay? I've lost a good amount of weight. I've made great progress in the gym. I'm the strongest I've ever been. And I feel really good with my body. My face, not so much. You know, if I could... I'd be doing nose jobs, Botox. I really would. I would love to up the ante in my face if I ever have the opportunity. But physically, I'm okay with my body. I know I'll never be 5'8". I still struggle with that daily. But the fact that my ring is stuck on my finger and that I potentially have fat fingers after all this shit, I said I have toad hands. I said the ring is gorgeous, but I feel my hands don't give it justice. But if you remember, about a year ago, I also had another situation where a ring was stuck on my finger. And what happens is you get so worked up about it, especially probably when you're mentally in the place that I'm in right now and worked up in general. I'm so worked up about it, constantly trying to get it off, that your knuckle has become swollen. I have like some little cuts on my knuckle from trying so hard to get it off that it's not coming off now. Like, it's just not. It knows. My body knows that my knuckle and my ring finger is stressed the F out and the ring is stuck. Now, this isn't that big of a deal. It is and it isn't. One, a not a great physical representation of where I'm at right now. I just don't feel like that's a good look for me. I have come to terms with my hands, but I don't believe that my ring finger is fat. And I actually don't really believe that the ring is too small. Like, it fits perfectly. It doesn't move. I don't like when, like, your ring kind of, like, jiggles from side to side. Like, it really is made for me. Everything about it is perfect. So why can't my knuckle handle it? The other thing that makes me nervous and obviously points to the fact that it probably is a little too small is that if it doesn't fit me now in the middle of winter when your hands are supposed to be shrinking, I'm terrified to know what it would feel like in the summer. I feel like I would explode to legitimate sausage fingers. I always sleep in my jewelry. I really don't like to take things off. That's why I have pretty much everything 14 karat gold that I wear on the daily because I don't want it to tarnish and I don't want to take it off. But I'm very scared to work out in my engagement ring, obviously. There's nobody that wears... If I say obviously one more time, I think I really will just end it. Um... Nobody wears their engagement or wedding rings or bands at the gym. Nobody really wears any rings at all. I have one flat ring that's like a family ring that I wear, but that one's fine. But I don't want to be lifting all this heavy shit with this ring on. So on Friday, I had to like drop down and wait significantly because I didn't want to swing a kettlebell up and hit the ring. And again, this morning, I couldn't get it off. So I had been in a good routine of taking it at night off and just finding a way to do it, whether it was soap and water or lotion or just kind of naturally loosening it. But the past few days, it has not been able to be taken off at night. I chilled out today, wore it to the gym, but I wasn't too worried. wasn't that a heavy day. And then magically in the shower, right before I started recording, it did come off. So I am breathing a little easier right now, but it's going to pain me to make the decision to go and get it resized. But I think just for my overall well-being, being able to sleep at night and take deep breaths, I cannot be stressing myself out every night 
trying to get this ring off and terrified of the consequences if it gets stuck on. So it just feels like things have really been piling between being cold, my ring being stuck, having a crisis and feeling like I don't have any skills that are relevant, by the way, because I really don't think anything I do now is relevant to anything else in the world. So I'm just feeling very useless. I actually even feel like I want it to snow this week, which is like so not me. Everybody knows I hate the snow. I hate the winter, but I'm just like, let it, let it go, baby. Let it go. Let it go. Like when it rains, it pours. Let it go. Whatever that movie is. Moana. No, what the hell is it? Frozen. I just want to be frozen right now. I want to be frozen in my bed. But in the great wise words of a metabolic coach, Lindsay, she always used to say, the only way to get through it is to do it. And that's what I will be doing. I also saw another meme that said, pickles are great until you're in one. And I sort of feel that way as well. So that is my daily dose of F me. I will prevail. I will be okay. It won't always be like this. I promise. Um, on a lighter note, just so I can continue with this show and move on with my life, uh, few pop culture things. Of course, we are just hot off the presses of the Super Bowl. I, overall, I would say just like not impressed. Like I feel as though besides the end of that game, Super Bowls are so boring. They are so boring. I feel like it's just like you're paying way too much attention to the game. Where like if you're watching it casually, any other game, like all those games are way more exciting than the Super Bowl, I feel. Um, I hosted, which I always do. We just have a small people here. Not small people, but a small group of people. No one really smaller than me. Um, I don't mind doing that. I do hate like spending all that money on like shitty like treats and food and then not, no one really eating it. But most people ate it. It was good. I made some really bomb ass uh, pigs in a blanket, Martha Stewart style with puff pastry and full size hot dogs and those were really good. So that's a highlight. Just trying to think about positives in my life right now. Bear with me. Um, Usher, let's talk about Usher. I thought it was good. I will say overall, I thought he was very good. I felt like it went by very quick, which I think is a compliment. He left me wanting more. Yeah, it's obviously one of the best songs. I'm a ludicrous fan. I used to have Moneymaker as my ringback tone. That's right. Shaker Moneymaker with Ludacris and Pharrell. I uh, thought the costumes could be better. Stage looked small. Alicia Keys is cool. Um, I wouldn't say it was like the best of all time or anything. I hope all the millennial Instagrams and TikToks, like I hope it lived up to your guys' expectations. But the ending of that game, the Chiefs winning in overtime, that's God's plan, baby. If I could have God or a higher power look after me the way that he looks after Taylor Swift, actually even a fraction of the way that he looks after Taylor Swift, I, I know I will be okay. I would restore all of my confidence and self-worth if I knew that there was a plan for me the way that that divine plan of God worked, having them win the game like that. I mean, that's just like throw the towel in, my, in the air. Like, of course that was going to happen. I don't see there being any other possible outcome to the Super Bowl. And I'm glad. I hope that maybe this wraps up, you know, this epic love story unfolding on live TV and social media. I feel like hopefully we can let Taylor and Travis sort of transition now into a little more private life in the off season. I think the NFL had their fun with this one. Clearly it paid dividends. 
I love all the positive stories of little girls watching football with their dads and moms now. Overall, I think it's all good. A PR masterpiece. I think everybody benefits here. I think very few people do not benefit from the whole Taylor Travis situation. One thing I want to address, though, coming off Taylor's truly, utterly horrific fashion at the Grammys. I mean, if you don't think that was one of the possibly worst looks of all time, let alone one of her worst looks, then you need a mirror. That was horrific. It Everything about it, the corset lace-up back, the white bridal prom gown with the slit, the Payless, like, Deb-style shoes, and the hair. I did read an article that said side bangs are coming back. I really hope not. Um, she had like side swept bangs. Hair professionals said you could see her loose or her loose ends, Jesus, her split ends. She had what I can only describe as a rat tail braid coming across the back. The red lip, the 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 choker necklaces that was also a watch. I don't care what symbolism, what kind of nod she was giving to this or that. It was bad, baby. It was really bad. And I was actually pleased with her Super Bowl outfit last night. I felt like it was a little bit more fashionable. She was in Vegas. She didn't have to wear the big coat, even though those coats are bomb, as you know. Um, I liked it. I liked the all black, the little tank corset top, uh, the slits with the rhinestones and the jeans. I thought her look was very good, and I love a ponytail. But she did the rat tail braid thing again. When you look at the pictures up close with her and Travis kissing at the end, she's got this like dreadlock, twisty, turny knot going back into the ponytail. And there's no explanation. Like, it's not like she's trying to like tuck in her bangs or like hide a piece of hair. It's clearly deliberate and I need answers. It doesn't sit well with me. But in general, I've been meaning to say this and I don't want to get in trouble for saying it, but. Her style just doesn't do it for me at all. I just think it's very understated, which I'm fine with. I think that's who she is, you know? She's a a pop star, but not a pop star. She's one of us, but very clearly not one of us. But even when you see her go out in New York City with the girls, it's just like kind of like tights and loafers and a little skirt. And by the way, I don't know if I've ever said this before, but if you call them stockings instead of tights, That's how you know you did not have a cool mom growing up. I hate to tell you. I know that's harsh reality, but stockings is like, that's 1930, like butter churning for me. Um, Yeah, her personal style, I just don't, I've never seen her really wear something that I'm like, oh my God. I know a lot of people liked her uh, green sequin outfit at one of the award shows earlier this year. I don't know if it was the, it must have been the Emmys. No. Yeah, the Emmys. Uh, I liked that, like it was fine, but really can't think of anything on her that's like blown my balls off. But I am happy for this chapter. I really do hope it does kind of wind down for her personally, as well as just for the media. I think we should probably move on. I think there might be a couple other other things we could focus in on. Uh, So I just wanted to touch on that briefly. And just a quick little Bachelor update before I uh, recap or uh, before I wrap up today's show. As you know, I've been watching with Senior Botanista. We're currently three episodes in. Episode four is happening uh, Monday today as I'm recording this with a bonus episode on, thank God it's Tuesday. We're going back-to-back Bachelor Nights. Don't have a lot of confidence in Senior Botanista making it for both of those episodes at my house. I am trying to track how long she stays awake. And 
this might seem mean or rude uh, that I'm taking videos and pictures of her while she's sleeping and eating and laughing, but I know she loves it deep down, first of all. And second of all, my mom, as some of you might know, she works for the airline, so she has a crazy schedule. So that's what's really not fair is that it looks like she's just falling asleep like an old lady, but really my mom gets up at like between 2.30 and 4 in the morning every single day. She gets woken up by calls from work, her employees, things about the weather, or she just goes to bed at 6 p.m. like me if she's not with me because she has to get up early for work. So she's not a night owl by any means, neither am I. That's why I think it's funny to do this and try to challenge her. And as if we don't spend enough time together, try to do something every week that we can keep up with and help the winter go by a little bit faster. I watched The Bachelor last season independently, so I thought it would be fun to bring her in on it. I would say she's not overly into it at all. I don't think it's her type of show. My mom is more of a a Bravo girl. She likes Real Housewives. She watches uh, Summer House, that kind of stuff, or uh, Below Deck. She watches uh, Vanderpump Rules. Like, my mom is a Bravo girl. If you want to talk Bravo, you can slide in her DMs, not mine. So, Overall, I think she's really just doing this for me. She knows that it's content now. She knows that I will cook her a basically gourmet meal when she comes over. So there are advantages and upsides for her. She's not just being taken advantage of on the camera. But a few observations so far. Number one, and I really think I've reached my breaking point with this, is what is going on with their dresses, guys? I really can't believe in my whole heart of hearts that in 2024, they are allowing these young, beautiful, successful girls to show up at rose ceremonies with dresses that are from my 2011 prom and prior. I'm talking sequins, spaghetti straps, inappropriately placed slits. These dresses are god awful. Horrible colors, horrible silhouettes and designs. Nobody looks comfortable. Nobody looks like they picked them out themselves. Where the hell are they getting these dresses? And how has a Revolve or a Reformation or Shop Bop or some other designer not come in or retailer to say, let me dress these girls for their rose ceremonies? Last week, they were in their dresses horrifically and then were in all in like jeans and t-shirts for one of the group dates and they literally looked unrecognizable. They looked like different people. There's no reason they should look better in regular pedestrian clothes than they should when they're all glammed up for the biggest moment of the show each week. I am appalled. There's no, I don't think they bring them. There's definitely someone responsible for this and I want to hold this person accountable so they can be better. I just... It's horrible to look at. It's hard to watch. It looks like the Macy's prom section just threw up on the couch that they're sitting on. It's it's unacceptable for the year that we're in. It really, and for such a high profile show. And I'm surprised, honestly, that none of those girls have stood up from themselves and said, I'm not wearing this because I think that would be my breaking point for sure. Second of all, this might be stating the obvious for some. I'm curious how longtime Bachelor, Bachelorette fans would feel about this take. But after watching... The Bachelorette with Charity, now watching Bachelor with Joey, and also watching a lot of Love Island, Australia, and U.S. in between. I will say that the boys, the men, they're really boys, let's be real. The boys' relationships on these reality dating shows far exceeds the entertainment level, the laughs, and just the genuineness of any part that has to do with girls. The boys' 
are just all about the boys. They are classic bros. They love their homies. They fall in deeper love than any guy-girl combo I have seen in all of my binging over the past few months. And I love it. Like, it actually brings me immense joy to see the guys joke around together, not take things so seriously, really foster their relationships and their bromance, if you want to call it that. Like, if you follow any of the guys from charity season on social media after the show, they all still travel together and hang out and party and go to things. And like, they truly form these lifelong bonds that come through on TV. They feel very authentic and real. And I enjoy it. It makes me laugh. So if I'm comparing like charity season of The Bachelorette to now with the girls and Joey, that season is so much better to me. It's just so much funnier and more real and silly. And I love the boys. I just think the boys have so much fun. And, you know, maybe you can say they're not there for the right reasons then if they just want to go hang with the homies and have inside jokes and lift weights together. But honestly, I don't really care because, as you know, if you're watching this season of The Bachelor, it's already drama. Now, I know I'm not stupid. I know that producers, you know, pin people against each other and, you know, edit a certain way and keep certain people in the game for strategic marketing and, you know, social media purposes. But the argument that these effing girls have been having, which, by the way, if one more person tells me that the girl Medina is local, I know she's local. Okay, I made one comment on Instagram stories a few weeks ago when her and a couple of the other girls, Maria and then this girl, Sydney, gets involved. Where Medina, who's local from Johnstown, just made a comment of just offhand comment in passing that she is the oldest one there. She's 31. Now, there's a couple other girls that I would say are like 27, 28, 29, 30. So there's some older girls in it. Usually I feel like they're more like 22 to 25 maybe. And for some reason, her saying that turned into this whole fight that has spiraled now three weeks in, and I don't even know if they know where the fight started. But Maria and Sydney are pinned against each other. Medina kind of got in the middle of it because somehow she started it. So essentially, if you break it down, they are arguing about how old they are and what that has to do with their chances of winning or progressing or being voted off the show. I don't know. It seems completely irrelevant. Nobody else has discussed it. The only time you ever hear about their age is when it comes across the screen where you find their name. It is just such a non-issue. And I get that that's what reality TV is, but it's spiraled into weeks worth of content. It's out of control. The girls, Maria and Sydney are like, you know, total enemies now but yet they both move forward in the show I think Joey likes Maria Sydney I think they obviously are just keeping her for drama purposes but between the drama the dresses it's just nothing compared to when the boys are out there just balling out and doing their thing my only other thought and concern about this season at this point is that I feel that Joey the bachelor does not have a personality he just is like very cool, calm, and collected, which I think is a good quality to have, of course, but I don't see him so far really breaking out of his shell. He's very understanding. He's a great listener with the girls. You know how it is. In the first few weeks, it's like everybody has 
you know, to share their childhood trauma or life-altering moment or, you know, and some of them are cute. They're good, like American Idol kind of sob stories that get you through past the judges for the first round onto Hollywood. And then others, I'm like, there's just no way that this needs to be brought up in this point in time, but you're doing it for screen time, of course. So I appreciate the way that he's handled everything with the girls. I think he's very poised and respectful, but I just don't see him being silly, funny, goofy, like that captivating, entertaining bachelor that everybody in America wants to go home with and meet his family, you know? I will say he's very handsome. He definitely has the looks to make up for that. I think, you know, he he looks good at pretty much every angle of the camera. I assume he's a short king on the shorter king side, but that's okay. Um, so he's he's not bad to look at. He's obviously doing good for the camera, but overall, I just feel like... Um, you know, I know once it narrows down, I think it will get a little bit more exciting. He'll have more genuine connections because they just start with so many girls. It's crazy. I mean, there's just girls, you don't even know their names until it gets to about 10 or so, but I'm still enjoying my time in Bachelor Nation. I'm new to it, trying to get senior buttonista involved. We'll see how far she makes it this week. But if you ever want a Bachelor chat, come to me. If you ever want a Vanderpump Rules chat, like I said, you go to the Senior B. So that's all I have for you today. Sorry for the heaviness, but I got to keep it real. That's what I do. I am resilient. I am a strong, independent woman who don't need no man, even though I got a man, but you know what I mean. Um, I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. Just a little bump in the road. We all do it, but the only way to get through it is to do it. I will see you guys next Tuesday. Thank you so much for always supporting me and laughing at my jokes and hopefully not crying with me. I did not mean to make anybody cry but myself. All right, guys, I'll see you later. And when she's dressed that thing around, everybody be breaking their neck like, who that girl? Who